0: Okay, welcome everyone to Koryong Adults, it's great to have you guys here tonight and thank you for those who came, Um, I'm really excited to share this message with you, I just don't like how this is a bit, well, it's fine. Um, (laughs) So tonight's topic is going to be about vulnerability and shame and I'm pretty sure this is something we all um, can relate to and that it's relevant in our daily life. So I'm just going to pray before we start, and then we're going to jump straight into it. Lord, I just want to thank you for tonight that we're able to gather together, Lord, and hear from you. Lord, I open that you open our hearts and our minds, that we receive your word, Lord, and um, allow it to do the work in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. So when we mention vulnerability... Some people see it as an act of you know, courage and strength, and some people see it as an act of weakness. Um, different people see it differently. So, um, but it does take um, strength and courage to be vulnerable, you know, to uncover all that is deep within you um, and to let the light come through. And it is the courage to be imperfect. Um, which is the opposite of what we try to be. We always try to be perfect. We always try to reach a certain standard and meet expectations. Um, So let's take a look at its definition, which I find pretty interesting. Um, So what does the word vulnerability mean? So it is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And I'm just gonna tell you where this word um, originated from because I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Um, So vulnerable is ultimately derived from the Latin noun, vulnos, which means wound. Um, And then vulnos led to the Latin verb, vulnerare, something like that, meaning to wound, and then to the late Latin adjective, vulnerabilis, which became vulnerable in English in the early 1600s. So vulnerable originally meant capable of being physically wounded or having the power to wound um yeah but since the late 1600s it has also been used um uh figuratively figuratively to suggest as to suggest a defenselessness against non-physical attacks in other words someone or something can be vulnerable to criticism um or failure as well as to literal wounding all right so as we learned like from this defi- definition that it can be physical and emotional, but in this message, we're gonna be focusing on the emotional aspect of it. So, in the Bible, we've seen characters who've been vulnerable physically and emotionally, and the very first uh, story is actually found um, in the first book of the Bible in Genesis. So in Genesis 2, let's read from verse 15. Till the end, and just to give you a bit of a background um, for the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about how um, on the seventh day God rested, and then He created man. Um, and He talks about the Garden of Eden and the rivers that flowed in the Garden, and then we get to the part where He talks about Adam. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work, to work it, and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Let's pause there. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So when you read it, like if I just read, I'm like, oh, okay, like obviously, like who's gonna, where are they gonna buy their clothes from? Um, But it's so significant that shame is mentioned and in the and it's it's so interesting because it's like the last verse and it's like one sentence so like you know you might read it and be like oh you know so what, um, but yeah, but the Hebrew word for shame in this verse is stronger than to be just embarrassed because like when you're naked or like if you know someone sees you naked you feel embarrassed but here it's more than just being embarrassed um, it is it means the word bosh which literally means to be utterly dejected, and to be ashamed in front of one another. You know, and it's interesting that the Bible said shame. He could, you know, the Bible could have said they felt no um, anxiety, they felt no sadness, they felt no depression, uh, or what they did feel, you know, they felt happy, they felt joyful, um, they felt, I don't know, they were having fun, yeah, but he said shame, and now let's read Genesis 3 from verse 1 to verse 12. All right, how do I get Sorry, I'm just waiting for my internet. <laughs> I'll just read from here. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said to the woman has god indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for god knows that in the for god knows that in the day you eat it The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is that this have have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you're cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. And your belly on your belly you shall go and you shall dust all the days of your life. And we'll just stop there. so let me get to my second page. Alright, so verse 7. Then the eyes of the of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. What's new though? Like, didn't they already know that they were naked? Like if I, I know I have my clothes on now. So if you know, like I know, like what's gonna happen that's gonna make me realize I have my clothes on. I can see that. And it's interesting they said it says that and they realized they were naked. What happened was, because they sinned against God, and the first thing they did, obviously, was to uh, hide. Because, I mean, it, which makes sense, right? Now, if I, make an, you know, if I embarrass myself here, the first thing I want is out, right? Because I don't want anyone else to see me. You know, even though you've been, you know, watching me for, like, the past 10 minutes, but suddenly I feel like I'm becoming more visible, in a sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, And then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was, that's verse 8, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. These two verses, they're just so, they're so good. Like I was, I've been like meditating on them um, for the past few weeks, and they're just so good. I know they're very, um, they're like a normal statement but it has deeper meaning to it than just the words that we read. Because shame, it's a powerfully emotional, it's a powerfully painful emotion. And it's something that we all have struggled with and that's we all um, continue to struggle with. And when we keep things hidden, we're missing out on an opportunity for a breakthrough. And there's a huge difference between guilt and shame. And I know they sound very similar. Um, you know, so, oh, I feel so guilty, I did that. Um, But shame, shame is much more powerful than guilt. And it has a greater impact on us um, as humans than guilt does. Um, Because guilt says, you know, you made a mistake. You know, you feel bad because you made a mistake. But shame says, you are a mistake. So it becomes your identity. It's not just something wrong you did, but it becomes who you are. And the more you um, hide in shame, which what Adam and Eve did... Um, the more it's gonna get to you, and yeah. But doesn't doesn't this sound familiar? Like, wouldn't you do the same thing if you were Adam and Eve? Like, wouldn't the first um, thing you do is run away and hide? Right? Yeah, I I think I would do it, especially that you're naked. You know, you wanna go and hide, and they did, and they start, and the first thing they did was they went and hit and then they tried to cover up. So they did two things, hide and then cover up. And that's something we do as well, or I do. You know, if I I feel ashamed of something, I'm gonna cover it up. I'm not gonna, you know, just walk around and expose it to everyone because I feel ashamed of it, you know? And have you ever noticed how a little child can run naked through a room full of strangers without embarrassment? Like, you know, we just see like naked babies just running around and they don't, they don't even care who's watching them. They don't care what people think of them because they they don't realize that they're naked. And, you know, they're not aware of their nakedness. Um, Just as Adam and Eve were uh, not embarrassed in their innocence. Um, But after Adam and Eve sinned, shame and awkwardness followed, creating barriers between themselves and God. So what happened? Something broke here. It's not just that, you know, they sinned, they hid, and then they start covering up, but something broke here. Their, you know, they, their relationship wasn't the same, I suppose, and their relationship was with God wasn't the same as well. But what we do, and we do the same thing um, Adam and Eve do, is we put on fig trees, fig trees, um, as barriers, because we have areas we don't want, whether our friends, our family, our spouse, or God to know about. Um, And then we go in and hide, just as Adam and Eve hid from God. And, And in order for connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen. Because think about it, what happened when they hid? No connection. They didn't go up to God and say, hey, look, we just want to talk about something with you. But like, you know, don't be mad. Um, um, We did this. And no, they're like, oh, let's let's run away. Let's escape. And they thought that God wouldn't like find them. And that's what we do. We think if we don't go to God, if we don't, you know, tell our God um, what's in our heart, then God doesn't know about it or God doesn't see it. But God knows everything. And um, he knew what they did and he knew where they hid. Um, Yeah. And so many times we avoid being vulnerable, it's because whether we're afraid of being judged, whether we're afraid because, um, you know, we feel like we're the only people um, or with the only person with that problem, that you know, everyone else's life is perfect. Everyone else's life, um, you know, they have it all together. And what are they going to think of me? And vul- being vulnerable is—it's—it's a—it's a way—it's a, way, um, a way for a breakthrough, and it's a way that you allow your, the light that is in you to shine. Because because an en- the enemy uses it against you. Because what happens is when we, have, we all have a purpose, right? And when we feel shame, we feel unqualified, we feel we're not good enough, we feel unworthy, um, and we feel like, oh, like, how would God use someone like me Like of all the things I've done, all the things that have been done to me, things that I've said, you know, no, like I, I shouldn't. And this is what enemy, the enemy wants. Because once you break through, once you're healed, once you allow the light to come in, then you can um, go after the purpose and live a life full of purpose that God has for you. And what shame does, it's it's like, no, shh, And the more you stay in shame, the more it will, you know, you just wouldn't, you won't be living in, in your purpose. And it's not time, like it's not a time thing, you know, So, you know, after a few years, I'll probably feel shame free. I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be all gone and I'm going to feel great again. I'm going to do what God has for me. No, it's a choice that we allow um, vulnerability to help us um, through our breakthrough. And, and, and. And I really encourage that, you know, to be vulnerable with someone you're really close to. Like, I'm obviously not going to go to someone random and be like, hey, look, I want to open up my heart and soul to you, you know, that you go to someone that you trust, that someone who cares about you, that someone who you know will, you know, will listen to you and understand where you're coming from. And if not a person, then God, God is there, you know, and God already knows what's, what is it, you know, you just go up to him like, hey, God, help me. Yeah. and sometimes maybe we don't want to be vulnerable because um, actually this is funny one time I was talking to a friend and like I'm normally vulnerable with my friends especially if it's like a really deep topic and it was something that's been like upsetting me and I was talking to them and they're like oh and you know they're asking me questions and I'm telling them expressing how I feel um, and they were like oh you know your feelings are valid like I understand you're hurt and I was like, oh, no, 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 like, I'm upset, I'm not hurt. And what happens is we kind of, it becomes like a, almost like a pride thing that I am not hurt, you know, I'm upset, but I'm not hurt. And we kind of like fool ourselves, like I was fooling myself, you know, I was like, oh, I'm upset because I'm hurt, you know, and... So, yeah, so sometimes it can be difficult to admit that we're hurt because, you know, oh, what are they going to think of me? I don't want to be seen as weak, you know, I'm a strong person. So to admit that I'm hurt, well, like, you know, no, that doesn't, yeah. So, the easiest way out is to cover up. Like if I, had a, if, I, if I had a scar here, what would be the easiest way? To cover it up. No one's going to see it. No one's gonna know about it unless I uncover it, right? Or unless I purposely show it to someone and be like, hey, look, I have this car right here. And it's always the easy way out. And we have all something covering up. We can cover up for a long time, but after a while it begins to spill on something and it begins to affect it. But we tend to, so what we do, we numb vulnerability We just numb it, and covering it up doesn't fix the problem, and it certainly doesn't. um, It didn't fix this, Um, didn't fix Adam and Eve's, and covering it up didn't remove the feeling of shame. Here's another thing. Covering up is not going to remove that feeling. Covering up is just for yourself, for your safety, because it's a safe thing to do, and it's, you know, no one else is going to see it, but it doesn't fix the problem. And it doesn't remove any feelings of shame. Um, and because here's the thing, they did cover up, but it was still there. And we become so afraid of being vulnerable, of uncovering what we've been covering. We become so afraid to uh, come out in the light instead of, you know, remaining hidden. And you become tired and exhausted of covering up, don't we all? Like, don't you become tired of covering something up? And change requires honesty. And honesty starts with yourself. Honest with yourself and honest with others. And don't let the enemy tell you that you're the only one who feels that way. Because as I said, he's gonna make you feel like you're the only one struggling, you're the only one going through this, you're the only one, when you're not. Like imagine if we all, like we're not gonna do this, but imagine if we all um, made a circle and we just opened up about, you know, um, we became vulnerable with each other, we'd all see each other differently. And we'd all, you know, have something we all relate to. So what does does God want for us? What does God want for me? Change is something that God wants for me. And shame tosses our purpose away. Shame makes us feel we're not good enough. That's that's the first thing that shame does, is make you feel you're not good enough. But but God did not create us to feel like that. God created us to live in freedom, to live a shame-free life, to live a life full of purpose, to live a life you know, fulfilling his plans and purpose to live a life that we help other people come out of the darkness. And sometimes shame becomes the barrier that stops us from moving onto the other side. You want to. Now here's the thing, you know, so many times we want to get to the other side, but we we just feel like oh there's something that's stopping us. So what is that thing that is stopping you? And real change requires vulnerability. And vulnerab- vulnerability is being real with someone real. So you don't, you know, you, you go to someone um, real and someone honest and someone who loves and cares about you, um, whether that's a friend, a family member, um, anybody really, and, and, you know, you vocalize it to others. And the enemy wants you to think that the problem is not that bad and that you can fix it, that you can do it on your own, um, and that, you know, the only one with the problem. But this is because it's such a huge thing um, and because it it has such a powerful impact, but God is more powerful than shame and pain and anything else. So if God created this universe, he can absolutely um, give you freedom and help you through you know, what you go through and live a shame-free life. And it keeps you in denial, miserable, and the condition worsens. And the other thing um, Adam and Eve did, they blamed each other. Like, you know, she's like, oh, um, I ate it because the serpent came and, you know, they lied to me. And then Adam is like, oh, I ate it because, you know, my wife gave it to me and It became, you know, it just, it messed it all up. It really did. Um, So they went from, you know, having intimate relationship with each other and with God to having broken relationship and blaming each other and not taking even responsibility for what they did. And they chose to hide rather than confront and made excuses for, uh, rather than admitting the truth. And there is a quiet strength in being vulnerable and feeling those hard, difficult emotions. And I want to wrap it up by saying, you know, you are who God says you are. You are not your sin, you are not your hurt, and you are not your mistake. You are God's child, and there's a place for you in your father's house. Because what the enemy wants you to think is the complete opposite. That, you know, you are a failure, you're not good enough, And, you know, God doesn't want you, and God doesn't care about you, and if he cared about you, you wouldn't be feeling this way, and if he cared about you, you wouldn't be going through this. This is what, these are the lies that the enemy throws in our head, and he wants us to believe it, and he loves it when we believe it, but let's not give him, you know, um, the space. And if you have been struggling with shame and you want to be set free, John 8:36 tells us, "So if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. So don't let shame stop you from fulfilling the purpose God created you for. So be vulnerable and it's okay not to be perfect and it's okay to be hurt and it's okay um, you know, if you've done something. God died. Jesus died on that cross and he's forgiven us and he wants us to live in freedom and he wants that for you and that he wants for me so what is your response when you experience shame do you hide and run and sue fig trees and cover up or do you go to God and be vulnerable with him and he's not going to be like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Like, he's our father. I don't think, you know, I know my dad. If I go up to him, even if I've done something wrong, he's not going to kick me out of the house. You know, he might be upset, mad, but like, I'm still his daughter and he still loves and cares about me. So it's the same with God. And God loves us even more than how much our parents love us. So imagine that. So yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up with a prayer and then we can do whatever you guys want to do since we're such a small group today. Um, awesome. Lord, I just want to thank you for your word and for what you've given us, Lord, the freedom, um, even though we don't deserve it, Lord, but you want us to live in freedom, to live a purpose, um, the purpose that you've created us for, Lord, to be a light to the others, Lord. Lord, I pray what we heard from you today that we allow it to change us and I pray for all those who need healing, Lord, um, need to be set free, Lord. I pray that you, um, you know, that they surrender to you, Lord, and that they come to you with their vulnerable, vulnerability, Lord, and that they open up their heart to you, Lord, and that you embrace them and comfort them, Lord, and give them peace and give them a shame-free life. In Jesus' name, Amen. And then do I just? Pause?